Uh, hello again, this is Brendan. I uh, just wanted to make another disclaimer because we did not listen to our first guest, Matt Penridge's sage advice to not peak. We peaked super hard in this episode. We were just really excited about all the stuff that we were talking about. So that is not your computer or phone making those weird sounds. That is us screaming at you because we're so excited. But I tried to fix it enough so it's hopefully not too unbearable. But please enjoy this episode of Vulnerability. How's it going? Good, good, good. What did you do last night? I went to a holiday party with my friends, and we did a secret Santa, and then we took a picture, and I held a, a real baby. Ooh, you know who and has By real baby, real I mean a baby doll that I was pretending was real because my friend's two-year-old daughter was there, and my like little gimmick that I like to do with little girls is take their doll and be like this is my baby and then we have like a little like bonding interaction because then she's like no this is my baby and then we go back and forth <laughs> and it worked so we're do you all- ever just get control of the child from then on out uh no she took it back she took okay. it back and put it through inside her little crib okay good, good yeah good. um you know who has some real babies who? that are not babies oh, really who? Anymore? our guests <gasps> Amber, you have real babies? I do. They're two. And I haven't uh, really pretended that one of theirs is mine, but I should. It's a fun gimmick. I do it with my niece, too. Yeah, I should definitely. I like trolling them a lot. It's like one of my favorite pastimes is like messing with them. And it's just getting better and better the older they get. Yeah, especially once they like are like, we we get what's going on here. Mom's just fucking with us. Oh, yeah. And I will say, our guest, Amber Hunt, has two of the cutest children in the entire Aww, world. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank they're you. super cute. I like watching those Instagram stories. Yes. Yeah. Um, they're really fun, and the holidays are fun with them. The yeah, older you were they busy get, this oh my holiday season. God, it was a nightmare. It was great, but it was also a nightmare. Yeah. We, I like put the foot down this year. I was like previewing to all the family. I was like, this is the last time this is happening. We're, <laughs> so, what did you guys do? Well, we're my husband and I are both from the west side of the state so we have to drive all the way across the state and then we basically slept in like four different houses over the course of six Uh, days uh. and with Christmas it's like because we were there on Christmas Day, we had to load all of our presents into the car. So it was just this constant state of loading and unloading our town and country, which is the best vehicle. You don't have to have kids to have Plug. one. Chrysler, if you're listening. <laughs> We'd all like a town and country. Big fan of the TNC, <laughs> baby. Yes, uh, but yeah, it was a lot and we were exhausted. And so last night I was supposed to go to a party, but I was just like, I can't. Yeah, I don't blame you. That sounds like a lot. Uh, it was, but it was fun. It's good to see family. But next year we're going to try to do like all of the family stuff like two weeks ahead of time so we can be home for christmas so you're originally from holland right i am and where is nate from battle creek oh okay serial capital of the world oh yeah all right yeah. mr kellogg yeah i did not know that nate was also from the west side yes News so it's great ish because we can hit both families but then we also have to travel and we live close enough that the 
it's like a two and a half hour drive to Holland, and that's like close enough that we can't be like, mm, it's too far. Right. right. Like, I fantasize but it's still a sometimes. Drive. Yes. Yeah. I fantasize about moving uh, too far. Just really? a little too far away to visit. Would you ever move back there, you think? Uh, no, I don't think I would. Our family is often trying to convince us. Um, if I did move back there, Grand Rapids would probably be the place that we would be. But it's just so conservative over there. Right. Um, yeah. That to raise my children. Like, I kind of found refuge from all of that by hanging out in Saugatuck. I got my first tattoo there, a little tramp stamp at 18. Never looked back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mostly because I can't see it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm often looking back. Still can't see it. Um, But no, it's great. It's like the little gay area of the west side. And so we would always, like, drive to Saugatuck and have coffee and hang out. Yes, yes. Saugatuck is wonderful. And I the beaches love. and stuff in Holland are great, but yeah, it's just so conservative over there. Cool. Yeah, traveling and stuff is such a big giant pain in the butt. I don't have to do it because I don't have any children or a relationship. But my same. brother and his wife, she's from Pennsylvania. So they're in Pennsylvania right now doing Christmas. And it's like, oh my gosh. And then my sister, she lives in Florida, but her husband's also from Pennsylvania. So when they come to Michigan, they have to like make a trek all the oh. way out to Pennsylvania as well. And I'm not doing it, but I'm getting like a contact, like anxiety attack. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this sounds horrible. Like I would be in the worst mood. And then yeah. I have like, four boys and just like, whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I sat down with my cousin right before Christmas and she told me her plans from like the week leading up to after Christmas and I almost passed out and I was just like I'm sorry but I don't understand how that is enjoyable to anyone like can't can't you just like pick a day to spend with this family that's what we're gonna do yes because it's not enjoyable and we've been the ones migrating for 15 years like literally before we even had kids yeah Uh, you want to see these kids come over this way so I'm like big old house tell them to come yes I'm reclaiming my life in 2020 girl that is what it's all about so I'm like guess what guys every other Thanksgiving we're totally and y'all can come or not come. I really don't care. Yeah, but I'm staying home. It. And then I'm like, you know, we have the parade here. If people want to go to the Lions game, there's all sorts of stuff to do here. Right. So it would be fun. And then on Christmas, we're going to do like a two week, like one night at my family, two weeks ahead of Christmas, not a two week excursion. <laughs> so one weekend. Cool. <laughs> yeah. One weekend, one with my family, one night with his family, home the next day. And then just like this, because we, I have two weeks off now at the end of the year and it's been like work. Yeah. I'm supposed to be like transforming into a couch right now it's supposed to be just sitting <laughs> yeah. and melding That's into healthy. my true That's form this is my friend amber she's a couch yes <laughs> but i can't her skin is now couch yeah it's micro suede it's great you can rub it no stains no stains have any accidents that's great oh god Ooh, I um, wrote down one note for today's recording, and it's that drag queen bingo mm. is March 6th and 7th. Oh my gosh, let's go. So we should go. I've never been. Do you want to go? I have never been. Either have I to drag queen bingo. Yeah, I would love to go. Yeah. Absolutely. So you've been. It's an experience. I So that was that one was at Elk's Lodge. That was the Ooh. first time I ever went to that one. Really? The Elk's Lodge I hosted love. drag queen bingo? Yeah, they had it like upstairs. How progressive like every, of them. Like three months, I think. Uh-huh. And then, but the, other than that, I went to the one in downtown Royal Oak the drag queen bingo mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun it's a it's an interesting experience where's this one at this is at the Elk Lodge yes. right yeah I love that, Elk Lodge okay that's a real place yeah I'm saying it right yeah yes. no it's a lot of fun bring dollar bills because they love getting tips yes are you familiar with drag queen yeah 
What? Do you watch? I know she loves RuPaul. I, I got into RuPaul? it because of Amber. Yes. Oh, okay. I am her drag mother. Yes. <laughs> it is a house of hunt. Yes. Excuse, <laughs> excuse me. I am so sorry. She got sorry. me to do drag once. How dare I? Yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. saw those pictures and that was great. Did it you do drag? No, insane. I... No, she backed out on me last minute. Maggie do it? I had like this whole fantasy though I was ready to do. I was going to do very a la Bob the Drag Queen. So it's going to be a little like have a little jersey and little short shorts kind of like hood girl. And I was going to do this song... Um, Oh, what is it called? Is it Whatever Bitch by, um, do you know what I'm talking about? It is a great drag song. My friend, my bestie Jarvis told me about this song and I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I like could see my fantasy so clearly in my head, but I can't remember why I didn't do it. There's still time. you were pregnant. You that it. wouldn't have stopped me. No, I know. But I, I believe it was like late in the game, and you were like, "I can't do it." Or no, I don't remember what it in was. In my fantasy, I was not pregnant, wearing this little jersey and short shorts. <laughs> I don't remember what it was then. Um, I can't remember either. I remember Charlie though. Charlie did it. Yep. I saw the pictures. Me and Matt Nas held hands throughout the entire experience. Like, do not leave me. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a very funny experience that Amber left me with. I'm sorry, but you know, look at how you've grown. Look Sometimes mother grown. leaves you behind, yeah. okay? And then I binge-watched six seasons of Drag yes. Race on, on uh, Hulu. So you haven't even seen the Bob the Drag no, Queen? No, I was going to bring that up. I do not know Bob the Drag Queen yet. She good. She good. So she you good. were saying that you wouldn't even know where to begin with a drag character? No, no idea. Really? I don't really know anything about any of that like i uh was telling maggie i watched like the first maybe like the second season of rupaul like back in 2010 my like, mouth a really is long a game listeners my mouth is uh, dropped you haven't watched them I, all i spent a lot of my tv time watching the real housewives Ugh, look you need to just pause on that just for a smidge and catch up i it's feel like so i would need good. to watch it with a certain person I would to love be like to be that I need person to bounce stuff the first up. six seasons were fantastic <laughs> yeah. and I've rewatched them like because you were into them I started rewatching and the rewatch and value eyes. well we didn't even watch it together she was just like talking okay. about watching it and so it got me all excited and both of these things all of this is like very leading well into my little stories <gasps> we'll talk about later but yeah, yeah. so I rewatched and the yeah. rewatch value if you have watched and haven't rewatched highly recommend the rewatch because it's like you know all these people you feel like you get to know right. them and then you're following their careers afterwards and so to rewatch kind of where they came from and how they started and right. stuff is okay awesome. that is cool do not start following anybody that you w watch a reality show of before you're done watching that show though i because like, ruined a lot of things on RuPaul and on Vanderpump, actually. Oh, like uh, yeah. plot lines and yeah, stuff. Yeah, don't gotcha. follow those people until after you're done. <laughs> but follow up. them immediately when you're and done. And then when you're done, you follow all of them. <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah. But all right, yeah. we'll watch it sometime. It is very good. But Amber has gotten me into a lot of reality shows and added me to a lot of group chats. <laughs> I've, been, I've been added yes. to a group chat, too, for Succession. Yeah. Oh, if you are Amber's friend and you are interested in a TV program, let her know, because she has a how many How many group chats do you have? Oh, I have a lot of group chats, but only a few about TV. Well, I have a Pose one, too, if you guys watch Pose. Uh, I haven't watched the second season, I haven't but watched I love it Pose. At all. You should watch it now that you're a Drag Race fan. Okay. Pose is really good. Yeah. yeah. The first season, I think, was better than the second, but yeah. I love it. I love it's so good and it's like all like queer and trans yeah, cast I think it's awesome and they're really good actors yes. and it's like I'm totally compelled oh and they God. do a really good job of making it look all 80s yes. which I love and then yeah. did you also see 
Bianca, that's her name, right? Blanca, Blanca, Blanca. the main character, uh, when she was uh, doing her Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, yeah. And then she was singing the song. Yes, it was amazing. The song on like one of the late night shows. I was just like dying. But yeah, so that's a super talented cast. This is how um, I cope with the isolation of motherhood is I have many group chats (laughs) where I'm like, hi guys, remember me? What are you watching? Me too. Um, All right. Well, you said that the drag queen thing was kind of like leading into our different segments. So should we dive in i think we should should we start with Take our sprouts yes the, the sprouts sprout. and you explain them because i'm terrible do we need to explain them every episode no all right I but we'll do not. it i guess we'll just do it for the first three yeah get, yeah, yeah. get everyone acquainted and get then off. you're kind of on your own after this okay <laughs> uh so last time we hold your hand yeah, yeah you need to pay attention it's Take like notes just write something off. down on a piece of paper okay <laughs> <laughs> um, so your sprout is childhood to like end of high school, like eighteen ish. Like, what are your formative memories? They can be serious. They can be silly. Up to you. Well, this one is more serious than the rest of them are going to be. So we go from drag, laughing and stuff to talking about how my parents died when I was a kid. Right, so okay. let's just skirt right into that one. Um, so yeah, like I think if there's anything formative mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. and this is something I do not know about yeah. yes a lot of people don't and that's another thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is like you know when you're a kid and this happened so my, my parents died when I was younger my mom had cancer she died when I was like seven and then my dad had this like crazy lung disease that I still don't even fully understand to this day because um, when you're a kid you know people aren't really explaining the medical details of things to you but so he died like a year and a half two years later so i was like seven and nine when they died um and when it happens when you're a kid when it happens like this when this happens to you (laughs) (laughs) to all the children listening hold on to your parents (laughs) um like you know everyone around you and your school and stuff they all know about it right. and so i don't never had told tell anybody like all through high school everyone knew like oh that's right. a girl with no parents yeah <laughs> and so then when you leave and you like go to college or like i'm now like meeting people and stuff you're sort of like how do i do i need to bring this up do you tell people how do you tell people so i'm right. just like hey right. how's it going i love drag race and i'm technically an orphan would you like to hear about this <laughs> So, you know, it's just something that's always been interesting as an adult to try to, like, figure out how to talk about. But, um, you know, there are little funny-ish sort of things that I think about when I think about this whole event. And one was after I think my dad died, I was, like, out from school for a little while and... When I came back, I remember like the whole class was just kind of like, <laughs> like looking at me and they gave me a ultimate warrior wrestling buddy. So I don't know if y'all know. Oh, I'm going to Google yeah. this. I, had, I, had I think that. I have an idea in my <laughs> One mind. One sibling and it was a brother. And so yes, I, do. I was huge into WWF and wrestling and well, all that stuff. Sweet. Yes. And so they got me this thing and it was the cutest. And I was so like kind of happy and excited that they like, I don't know, thought about me and like knew me and knew yeah. me. Oh, enough. that's nice. Yes, it was very cute. And I loved that thing. And he was also like my first like Are we talking crush. about this? Yes. Okay. That is it. I want to see a pic. 
You put it on your website. I'm sure this um, <laughs> podcast has a thriving website. Oh, yes. Millions of followers. Oh my god, already. our graphic designer is hard at work. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. I'm I'm sending this over to them right now. Yes, um, send that to the marketing team. Yes, please, and uh, have them remake me one because I still I would hump that now as a uh, adult woman because he was my first like little crush. I was like in really? love with this ultimate warrior guy. Yeah, yeah this I, is like your support. System. Yes, but I didn't hump it when I was a child. I more just hugged it and like you know I wasn't really a pillow humper. But anyway, that's a different type of vulnerability that is your seed like, and we're no, not there no. yet <laughs> <laughs> um, wasn't a pillow humper loves drag race yes um and then you know when he, adults were like trying to be like how do we like comfort this child how do we like explain to her what's going on so i mean i was born in 82 so i'm not like I don't know why they had this, but they had one of these old timey slide things. They being like counselors or something like, mm -hmm. oh, have her watch this like old timey. It was like, I don't even know what it was like a reel to reel something. It was like weird as hell. And uh, it was all like all I remember from it is something about like talking about like, oh, you know, like when your goldfish dies, blah, blah, blah. And they I'm, compared like, your yes! parents to a like, goldfish. <laughs> I was like this. Even at like seven and nine, I'm like, not the same, no, really. No. And why am I watching this on some like old ass thing? We have a good as hell VHS player right over there. You couldn't find like a video at Blockbuster to show me. There's no content. So yeah. is it like made in the 70s or something? It, probably I'm just imagining older. like the sounds of like an old clicking. Yes, it was like, like one of those like bing, like change the slide out to like see this other part of it. It was weird oh as hell. God. So was that really comforting for you? Yes, I felt so much better. <laughs> yeah, you probably yeah. had. Wow, it's kind of nice to have yeah. some perspective on yes. this whole thing. Yes, it was this is like a fish. Do you mind me asking um, yes. who you lived with oh. after this? Um, I lived with my grandma for a little while after my dad died because he was sick for a long time. So he lived with her, so his, his mom, and then his brother and uh, his wife took us in and they had two kids so they're like my sisters okay. they never adopted us um and i had a very like interesting relationship with my uncle he was like an alcoholic and just a very kind of um harsh person just like not gentle not loving not comforting but i will say that like i think part of the reason why i was able to be so resilient through all all of it was because people weren't constantly like coddling me and wondering if I was okay and like you know being very like overly afraid of like they just treated you yes, like one of the it was group. just sort of like well that happened and that's kind of how I've always treated anything that kind of happens is sort of like these things happen not the like cliche like everything happens for a reason but things happen and they're definitive things that occur and there's like nothing you can kind of do about it so you're only option is to move forward from them yeah. um and that's you know as i've grown that's had a that's definitely a valuable thing to truly have. yeah it is something to think about and i do think that there's a portion of uncovering that i'm doing in therapy recently that sort of like i do have a more of avoidance sort of like right. versus dealing i just right. sort of like i'm like well <clears throat> put that to the side and like time to move forward that. right yeah. right so that's something that i'm working on but i do think that yeah i think kids are more resilient than you'd think and i think in today's oh, yeah. age like people tend to um you know uh really want to protect their kids and are very afraid of like all these things and what's the world going to do to my kid and i think like it's given me the perspective as a parent to be a little bit more like they'll be okay 
like things are going to happen to them. Yeah. And they could be great things and they could be kind of bad things. But at the end of the day, they're probably going to be okay. So let things happen to your kids so they're prepared for the world. Right. Right. So. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I have a very outside view of you as a parent. But I mean, I've definitely obviously been in the same room as you and your children. (laughs) Isn't it great? Aren't (laughs) I the best parent? No, I really do think you are a great parent. I I really do. Yeah, you seem like a very fun, involved parent and like your daughters really enjoy you. Yeah. And I I really do feel like you will rear these children into like good adults. Thanks. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure I will. I think often, like we were talking earlier about like trolling them and how much I like mm-hmm. to troll them. There's always that little piece in the back of my head that's like, is this going to be one of those things that they're like, <laughs> my mom said that this was this and it wasn't true. And it's always, if you talk to like your friends or just think back on your lives, perhaps like there's always this like a moment, no matter how trivial or whatever in your childhood where you're like, I can't believe this happened like that. And I am still holding resentment over that. Uh And I'm just like, as a parent, it's just a constant, in my mind, like a Rolodex of possibility of like, will this be the moment? Will this be the moment? Am I locking her up now? How about now? I'm sure there will be a moment, but trolling should be a fun one. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's always the weirdest thing that you hold on to from your childhood, too, where you were just like, that was traumatizing for me as a child. But now it's very silly because there was definitely really traumatizing things yeah there. yeah you're like oh, and i was hung up on that kind of yeah petty. yeah, oh, yeah for sure and you know i think it helps knowing that as a parent too because if you just accept like oh yeah i'm gonna fuck some shit up here okay then that it, make, it takes the pressure off right. like if anyone's trying to like raise the perfect child and thinks they're gonna do so flawlessly i got some yeah. news for you what? spoiler alert think about your own life <laughs> Reflect. They're going to be talking about you to their therapist yeah. one yeah. day. It's completely unavoidable. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. Do you have siblings? So I have a brother, a younger brother, uh, and he lives in Phoenix. Okay. And we're not as close as you would think and that I would want us to be. Um, but I think we're kind of getting there. We're just like slightly different people. Um, and I think that uh, he uh, just doesn't talk as much as i do i love to talk and like i'll talk to anybody and everybody and dudes are just a little different in that way i feel like yeah. and so um but yeah and then my cousins are like my sisters so one's in phoenix as well and the other one is in holland so what is in phoenix that it drew both they, of your relatives there all three of them moved there after my uncle died so he died um right before i got married so like 2006 seven or eight or something um and they kind of just took that as a we've been in holland our whole lives and this big thing has happened and let's all move across the country and so, they just chose phoenix yeah together? Okay. they did i think they just knew maybe some ish people from holland that lived out there too and so they all moved out there together and then my older sister moved back and the other two are still out there Okay. And we're going out there in February to visit. Okay. Wow. With the girls. We're going to go to the Grand Canyon. Nice. That'll be fun. I've never nice. been to Arizona. Well, it's... Wait, I have. <laughs> but not the Grand Canyon. <laughs> it's fine. I like, hear it's I, like dry. You can say that. And, you yeah. are allowed to say that. <laughs> You're being vulnerable right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Phoenix is not my favorite place. The hiking and stuff was kind of fun, I guess. I'm excited to see more of like the desert and the. It seems very like commercialized. It seems kind of like Holland. Holland is a big like strip of chain restaurants, and mm. Phoenix felt very similar to okay. me. So, okay. all right. Well, then I'm crossing Phoenix off my must visit. Never list. mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. Phoenix, get out of here. 
I'm alienating all of your following in Phoenix. But yeah, wow, that's definitely super duper vulnerable. And yeah, I, and I and that would be a hard thing to just be like, let's talk about it. But yeah. that's yeah. why we're doing this podcast so we can talk about these kinds. I of never things. am going to have to tell anyone again because I'll just be like, if you want to know, except for the Phoenix followers, right? So not a lot to listen. <laughs> Take their phone, subscribe them yeah. to vulnerability, yeah. listen yes. to this episode. Yeah. Like, listen if you want to know. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that. It was formative for sure. I don't know who I would be had that not happened. And as much as I like resented a lot of my upbringing after, especially with my uncle, like, um, I don't know how. Yeah, that would be really rough. Is that your dad's brother? brother yes. And, uh, you know, especially after having kids, I feel like it gave me a slightly different perspective on his whole thing. Um, but all the good and the bad, it's sort of like it just happens and um, it made me who I am. And so, um, yeah, it definitely. Now you have your two little girls and you have complete control over yes. how you're going to raise them. Yes. And it, complete control over who they will be as people. <laughs> exactly. I will define. You are their puppet I, master. I told you, Magnolia. <laughs> yes. yes. That's good. Um, um, before we get off this topic, uh, did you, before your uncle passed away, did you two ever mend any of that? So uh, he had cancer too, and this is like a sad part. You okay. ready? We'll, Buckle we'll, up. We'll, we'll get it um, up. So he was very sick at the end, as happens with cancer, and uh, he, I was helping him back into his bed. So he had like this oxygen thing, and he was like in the living room, and he was just a very kind of like independent, gruff kind of dude. So when he was like done being in the living room, he was just like get up and walk back to his bed, and I'm like, well, you have to like take this oxygen, all this stuff, like chasing him. And uh, he, we, he sat in his bed and I was just sort of like, you know, awkwardly like fiddling with something. And it was like a lighter, I think, which is great when you have oxygen, right. by the yeah, way. Yeah, like yeah. this Open is also lighter. how my family rolled. Many were on oxygen and I think several smoked while they were on of oxygen. Course. That's uh -huh. how oh, yeah. I was raised. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like a lighter and I was like messing around with it and he was like, oh, do you like that? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he was like, you can have it like a very like endearing, like looking at me. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And then he said something to me like, you know, I tried my best with you or I, you know that I tried my best or something like that. And I was just like, <sighs> like it was like yeah. that moment where he sort of, I think, realized acknowledge for the first time that like shit was not cool with us yeah. right. and he was at least saying that he tried and for a long time i kind of hung on to that and was like i believe that he did try his best i just don't know if his best was good enough is what i used to like think right and now i sort of have kind of let go of that even and just been like he did try his best and he was very authentic and maybe that some of that like kind of um is rubbed off on me a little bit because I very much try to just be authentically me in every aspect of my life. But his authentic self was kind of an asshole. And right. he like knew yeah. that. He like knew like, that. I and be authentic, but less of an asshole. Yes. Like yeah. he was definitely a character, like one of the most eccentric, odd dudes I'd ever met. And like people loved him. Mm -hmm. His funeral was like packed. All these people, okay. he rode motorcycles, all this stuff. All the bikers were there. It was crazy. But he, yeah, he was just like authentically kind of an ass. And 
So I don't know. Maybe that was like, but yeah, we never really like made up. Right. Uh, but that was just a moment that but was even like, like that little you, like, moment made an was attempt to be like, hey, yeah. yeah, like I, hey, I acknowledge that yeah. I kind of like wasn't the best, and he didn't really apologize. It was just really like just that acknowledgement of like right. that's probably like the furthest you would get with correct, an yeah, kind of for sure. And it's also kind of a formative moment to find out that like people's best may not be everyone's best but um it's it allows you that little bit of breathing room to accept what their yeah, best was people are and just to people. take what you needed out yeah. of it and to move on so. and you know in fairness to both him and his ex-wife my aunt who's still around and she's still very much in our lives and you know um a mother figure to me uh you know they were my age pretty much with two kids of their own and then all of a sudden we come along and yeah. they have four kids. So to go from a family of four to a family of six, like overnight, that's challenging for them too. And it's something I didn't really think about until I became a parent. Right. That doesn't mean that like everything gets absolved. Everything right. Right, right, right. Uh, but, you know, it definitely gives a different perspective, which is why I like the segments of this show, because I do think that there are these little chunks of your life and you do think about things sort of differently. Yeah, you have a different lens that you're yes. looking through right. at different stages right. of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. What else would you like to know about Little Orphan Amber? Oh, we want to know a lot. <laughs> little Orphan Amber. Do you guys don't tell a story? It's just me. Um, we did ours in the first episode mm. that we're splitting into two episodes. Yeah. And then I think it's we're just like doing a thing where like you'll talk and then we'll just be like, Oh, yeah, like I relate to that and then yeah. here's like a little thing from my past, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it's if it's something that like we can piggyback onto, we'll we'll share our So you guys both have um alive parents then? I yeah. have alive parents. <laughs> I do. One of which I wish wasn't no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. Leave that in. I want him to know. <laughs> Which one is it that she's talking about? Uh, Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Are you in Phoenix? I mean, he's uh, probably in Phoenix, right? Probably. Yeah. He should be in Phoenix. The land of sunburnt women and blue jewelry. <laughs> All right. So that was a beautiful sprout. We're now going to go into our seedling. The, the seedling. seedling. Which is uh, like 18 to 25 ish. Mm -hmm. So I was going to talk about like losing my virginity and all that stuff. And I was like, I just told this like heavy ish story. So I'm going to talk about. You can about tell something. more than one thing as yeah, well. You can. Well, maybe if we have time, I'll tell you about <laughs> the you first the time, time I had sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but until we find out if we have time for that, I'll talk to you about something that I found my passion for during this time in my life and how it started and how it grew. Okay. And that is karaoke. Okay. So, Mama's a karaoke queen. Oh, Don't know yeah. if y'all know that. Uh, I literally have it listed on my resume as a skill. So, that is the <laughs> most perfect. I have this I little like fun you. section of my resume, and it's listed on there as a skill, and it is a skill. Uh, and I used to like be one of those people that was like, I have to be drunk. So, like in college, I would like go to Dagwoods in East Lansing for any MSU people, and uh, we'd go like I think every Monday, and I would just get hammered and then like sing a song, and I like would not sing unless I was hammered, and then after like. Who knows? Months? Years? Hard to say. I realized, like, I don't need to be drunk to do this. Like, of course, drinking is fun and a fun part of it. But I sort of 
got rid of that like crutch of like yeah. having to be completely like almost blackout to be able to like sing karaoke and now we're at a point where it's like my daughter's just got karaoke microphones we have a karaoke machine in our basement it's just like a Which fun thing that i just love to do and i have like tips if we want to get into that in terms of like what i think makes a successful karaoke okay. performance i'm very interested in i would like that i i don't do too much karaoke uh. i actually the last time was probably like in the early 2000s at a grad party Can, why why don't you do karaoke um I don't know. I don't think I'm like super against it. Uh, I think I'd actually be really interested in like renting one of those like private rooms yes. with some friends. Yeah. Those that are sounds so much like fun. a fucking blast. Yeah. But like being in a bar with a bunch of drunk people yeah. and like I think those are more fun for me to watch. Yes. I love both. In. I love both experiences. My first private room karaoke I think was in Chicago and they had this like place where you can get like a basket of bacon in your own little private room. A basket of bacon? Yes. Why? Because. Why what are you <laughs> <laughs> I mean why <laughs> yes it was, that was the a best uh they bring it to you you like order drinks and bacon and they'll just bring it to you and then in new york i did it too and it was super fun and i'm like so sad that there aren't many more like around here yeah i, I don't know it's like a bowling alley or something at like 12 in coolidge the berkeley one they have private room uh, that's what i've heard also up in madison heights by the ema there's this like tv lounge type place it's not the tv lounge it's in detroit but there's it says they do private room up there because it's like by the asian market and stuff and it's like a big thing in japan like they don't do from what i hear the drunken bar karaoke as much as they do the private room there's no thing. bacon there well if you talk if to bacon. my best friend who usually plans my birthdays that's what i want yes <laughs> i legit was like looking at rooms was like that might be fun for it's a so fun and you know what you guys are invited to my basement which is basically like private room karaoke oh, yeah i've been telling amber for yeah. three and a half years we need to have a private yes. room karaoke. that would be super fun we could recreate do you remember did you watch the instagram stories when uh chris Jenner was having her karaoke party and everyone was like shit faced and it was fucking hilarious. No. Yeah, like <laughs> maybe it was like Kyle Richards was like posting about her thing, but then like Baby One More Time is playing and like Chris Jenner was just like shit faced. She's like, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, oh, I fucking love this. This is amazing content. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear your tips. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Private Room is great because you can skip songs. That's the big pro a private room because you'd be like oh yeah I totally want to sing this song love this song it's so great and then you start singing and you're like this sucks bleh Nuts. but when you're in a bar you can't do you that you have to finish so, that song so tip number one song choice is critical so yeah. first let me say too like do whatever you want if you just want to get up there and sing your own little song and you don't really care if people are into it you do that you do you you live your best life you mm -hmm. sing that song do it but if you're looking like me if you're like an attention whore like I am because okay. that's 100% what drives me as a karaoke performer is I want people to look I want people to <laughs> cheer I want them here for me so everything I do that is my goal so if you're interested in having people cheer my tips are song choice pick a song the the sweet spot of song choice in my opinion is a song that people know but they don't really realize that they know so it shouldn't right. be like don't stop believing by journey but maybe it's like separate ways by journey right everybody knows don't stop believing they oh. love to yeah, sing it's like that that's song the obvious choice correct okay. but separate ways is a jam and that song people will be like oh yeah i know this song like that's the recollection you're hoping people will yeah. find it's like that's oh actually yeah a great karaoke song yeah separate ways mm -hmm. yeah 
Um, I also love like old school R and B jams. People don't realize that they know these songs. That are that their favorite song samples. Like escape. <laughs> yes, escape. See, and then then that's tip two. Find a song that you love, that you will feel the jam when you're singing. It can right. be like um, the most dumb, boring song. If you are feeling that jam. Everyone will feel that jam. Yeah. Like I, so I freelance at an agency and I've been trying to be like a little under the radar. I've been there like two years. I'm part-time freelance. I'm only in the office a couple days. And so it's been easy for me to just like not just be. I just yeah. wanted to like You're a keep things separate for a little while. But they just had their office Christmas party and they had karaoke. Oh. And I busted that out i like ran my little ass all over that office so tip three is cordless mic if they have a cordless <laughs> mic if, if they hand you a mic without a cord and you stand there as if you are tethered to this karaoke dude that is a problem the yeah. cord is not there for a reason you can walk your ass unless you're at sneakers so i went to karaoke i used to do karaoke at sneakers all the time and they Used to not have a cordless mic, and sneakers is so funny because if you go into the bar area, like by the front door, you, you can't, can't hear. You can't, either. yeah, you can't hear. Though they don't have speakers back there. But I, if you know the song well enough, it doesn't even matter. You just walk your little ass back there and sing it. And I tried to do that the last time I was there, and the girl was like, "Oh no," and I'm like, "Excuse me." You're like, does this oh, have a cord? Yeah. On it? And I think it actually did have a cord on oh. it, but it just came <laughs> down off the stage, and she was like, "Get back up here." I was like, "What?" She was trying to kill your mom. I was like, I'm never coming. Like, Sneakers, I think, has just turned into a place where I feel old. You just made a big old. mistake. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It's like, it used to be the spot where I would go, and now I'm just like, now it's your basement. 23, and I'm 37. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't feel welcome here. Right. Um, but yes, cordless mic is you. Wow. I did not know that much stuff about that person. And when you listen to the second half, you're going to know even more things that you didn't know about that person. Stay tuned.